Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. Welcome you into an all-new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, it is me, Alfie. Filling in for the great WB. He's taking another week off, but hopefully he'll be back in with the next couple of weeks to uh, update us on his uh, situation, as many of you know. And he was on the show a few weeks ago. He uh, kind of uh, brought us up to date on his condition, and he's getting better. I actually talked to him earlier today. He does sound way better than I've heard him in the last uh, few days, so very, very positive. In fact, he's going to be joining the Southern Race Week family at the Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend for the Quaker State 400 race weekend presented by Walmart. So if you're listening to the radio show along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network, uh, that weekend is actually going on right now. So very excited about that. But if you're listening to the podcast, uh, we, you know, it, it's already passed. So, but we'll have an update of what happened on AMS, I'm sure, on, on next week's uh, episode of Southern Race Week Radio along with the podcast. So, uh, so if you're listening to the radio show, it's race weekend. That's why I'm so excited and pumped up and fired up. And I'm glad William will be here as well to represent the Southern Race Week Radio family here at AMS. And uh, just, I'm just ready to go. I'm just ready to see these cars go around the track. But as I said, if you're listening to the podcast of the show, uh, I'm sure I'm probably just as excited as if it was Monday as it is when you're listening to the show over the weekend. But, uh, uh, but speaking of the podcast, the uh, podcast version is always available for you on Monday. Uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud are the uh, podcast uh, destinations to hit up for the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Just search for it and subscribe to it as well. We really appreciate you doing that as well. Uh, we've got a, another jam-packed edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you. And in fact, speaking of the podcast, if you want to know more of what's going on, uh, if you're going to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend for the Quaker State 400, you can check out the special Atlanta Motor Speedway episode of Southern Race Week Radio that is available for you as a podcast at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud. So uh, uh, there we go. So uh, update on William. Like I said, we'll, hopefully we'll be on the show here uh, maybe next week to, to talk about this, this race weekend here at AMS. So uh, very excited. Uh, for what's going to be going on there. Uh, also, don't forget about our social media platforms and locations. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And also on Twitter, you can uh, follow us at SRW Radio. And, of course, I'll be doing some Facebook live streaming and have videos and pictures available on our Twitter page as well of everything going on during Race Week and Land Motor Speedway. So uh, make sure you check that out for all the great videos and pictures of all the action at AMS uh, this upcoming weekend for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Race Weekend with the Xfinity Series in town on Saturday afternoon. So uh, as I mentioned, we do have a jam-packed program here on a Southern Race Week radio. Uh, coming up here in just uh, a matter of moments, I have the great honor and pleasure of welcoming for the first time here the Southern Race Week. She is Director of Operations for the Cars Tour Series Keely Dubensky. So uh, we're going to be talking to Keely here about what's going on in the Tour Series and a very special event that's going to be coming up at Hickory Speedway on July 31st. So we'll be speaking with Keely here in just a matter of moments. And then we have two NHRA drivers that will be joining us, Justin Ashley 
as well as Camry Caruso will be uh, joining us as well. Both of those uh, drivers in the NHRA series. So we'll get uh, their thoughts on how their seasons are going so far as they prepare to race in the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado, coming up here in just a couple of weeks when the NHRA series continues on its 2022 season. Just, uh, so just sit back and relax. Enjoy the great program we've got coming up for you this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, guys, this is Jansen Marshbanks, Tour and 12 driver of the Cars Tour, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continuing on this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and we've got another guest joining us here. Via the Food Depot hotline as the Cars Tour Series is in action right now. They got some big events coming up. In fact, there's one that we really wanted to focus on, which is the throwback race that will be going on at Hickory on July 31st. So to preview that great race and what's been going on in the Cars Tour Series up to this date, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in the Director of Operations for the Cars Tour Series. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Keely. Miss Dubensky, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get into the Cars Tour Series, I always love to know when we have a guest on for the first time, where did the motorsports racing bug bite you? Well, I'll tell you, actually, um, funny enough, a lot of people think that I grew up in this industry, and I did not. When I was younger, I kind of watched racing, but, you know, didn't care too much for it. And then I went to the Charlotte race years and years ago. I think, like, 2015 was what it was. And I got to meet, you know, Brad Kozlowski, and I told him that it was my first one, didn't know kind of what was going on, and he took me around and um, kind of explained everything to me. And from there on, I was hooked. Once I understood it, I just was obsessed with it. Oh, wow. And, when, and what brought you to the track that day? My mom actually works for Novant, and she got free tickets through there. Ah. So it was just like, a oh, maybe, you know, we'll go check it out. So he kind of gave you a VIP behind the tours look of what it was to work in the NASCAR world, and, you, and that pretty much was it for you, huh? Yeah. So then, you know, I, I kind of thought, okay, well, I want to go work for NASCAR and maybe do PR, social media, something with, you know, the drivers and teams. And then an opportunity came about to get my feet wet um, with the Cars Tour. And so I didn't really know too much about short track racing either. And I'll tell you what, the first time I ever went to Hickory Motor Speedway was my very first race with the Cars Tour. How did the Tour Cars opportunity come to you? Did, uh, did you see an ad and, and respond to it or they reached out to you? How did that come about? So they needed some help and it was a pretty um, quick transition. And my friend Hannah Newhouse that there was an opening and I said well you know I kind of want to go do PR for for NASCAR she's like no I'm telling you you know just go and meet everyone and see and I completely fell in love like the short track world is my entire life now so I started off by you know hanging banners and doing everything I could to get in the conversation and now I'm the director of operations (laughs) and that's crazy because like you said it's like you don't have a racing background you just kind of stumbled into this and now you've made an amazing career out of this so how long have you been the director of operations for the Car Tour Series? So this is my first season oh, wow. um, being promoted. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how's it? How's the experience been for you so far? Incredible. You know, and it's like, like I said before, I was just trying to, I was a sponge, okay? So I was just trying to listen and learn 
um, you know, I would talk to the teams a lot, you know, get their aspect on everything. And so then I kind of started putting ideas together um, in my head. I actually had spreadsheets before Jack even promoted me. And I'm like, okay, well, here's some ideas I have for the future. And then I ended up getting promoted. So you just took the initiative, basically. You just worked hard and, and earned your stripes there. So so that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you must have the respect of all your colleagues that you work with on the Car Tour Series then. They are, they're so supportive, even even down to the teams, too. Like, they are, they're so supportive of me, which is crazy because, you know, it's not the easiest being a female in a male-dominated industry, but ugh, I could not ask for better guys. They're, they treat me so well and with the utmost respect. And, you know, you bring that up, being a women in motorsports. We've seen drivers um, make their ways up. We've seen broadcasters make their way up as, as far as the women go. But you don't see a lot of women who do kind of the behind-the-scenes, kind of the front office stuff. At least uh, you don't really see the notoriety in that. So for you being a female, as you said, in a male-dominated sport, in a front office position, um, that's quite an amazing feat. And how do other women approach you? Like, have women come to you before and go, man, I, that's amazing what you do. I'd like to do maybe do something like that. And, and what kind of advice do you give to these ladies? Yeah, so that's actually my favorite part is um, now, now more so, like, people are starting to understand how much I do with the tour and that, you know, like you said, my line of work is a lot different from everybody else. So it's interesting now to see, um, I even have a social media girl right now that we just hired Peyton Ward. And she was like, I want to do social, blah, blah, blah. Well, now she's like, well, I want to learn scoring and I want to learn you know, tower stuff. So now she's kind of taken an interest. And she even said, I never thought this kind of stuff was possible for women. And so basically, I'm trying to make it normal for women to be on the operation standpoint you don't just have to do social media or pr anything like that like i'm trying to to make a little way for everybody i guess you could say well speaking with the director of operations for the car tour series keely dubensky uh here on uh, southern race week radio and keely let's talk about the yuckman event and hickory speedway july 31st uh, it's a throwback race weekend race so tell me a little bit about this event you have coming up although you do have a lot of other events this seems to be kind of one of the crown jewels of your tour Yes. So this year, especially, um, we have some really, really cool things ready. This year will be the first time we've ever done a fan zone um, where we're having like a whole track side show. Uh, Something really cool that I'll tell you all first, we're bringing boats in. This sounds crazy. Um, And then we're calling it the Redneck Yacht Club and people can watch from boats in track side parking. So we're just trying to make it, you know, just fun for everybody. And And this was your idea? Mine and, um, yeah, Carson Elledge. We actually partnered with uh, Mamba Media this year. So Carson Elledge and I have been working day in, day out, you know, on just how can we make this different? How can we bring more fans out to the stands? Because these days it's so easy to just watch the live stream. Right. So we decided that maybe if we, you know, grow the fan engagement, get some really cool legends out there, then we can bring more people out to truly experience the throwback race and how special it is. So tell us about the tour up to this point. Uh, tell us about some of the racing and maybe some of the drivers that uh, maybe some of our listeners who might not know about might want to pay a little bit of attention to. So this year we've had like the most rookies um, that we've had yet, which has been really cool. And, you know, Carson Quapple is leading the points right now in the late model stock division. And then um, we actually have a three-way tie for second place, which is crazy. And we've never seen that before. So we've got Caden Honeycutt. Chad McCombie and Connor Hall that are all three completely tied for second place. So the points battle this year is a lot tighter than normal. Um, but, you know, even kids like Case Burrow, he came out to do one race 
ended up doing a great job, and the team owner kept him in the car for the season. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's in the top five, if not top seven in points right now. So it's just kind of been a lot more unpredictable this year, which makes it so much more fun for the fans and makes my job fun too. There you go. Now, you said Hickory Speedway is a, a very important track for you because it's one of the first tracks you worked at, but what other tracks along the circuit do you guys really enjoy going to and, and where you get a big amount of fans to come out and, and check out the action? I would say um, we had a really good crowd at, uh, at Tri-County. We're, we're coming back to Tri-County again here shortly. Uh, that one's always fun. But you know what? We, we pretty much draw a good crowd anywhere we go. Like South Boston will be um, a good one. Ace Speedway, those are on Friday nights. Those are, those are different. But, I mean, Hickory Hickory's going to be the heavy hitter. And then, obviously, we're going to North Wilkesboro, so that one's going to be huge also. Yeah, that was what I was going to bring up to you as well because uh, Dale Jr. is going to be participating in that as well. So that's going to be really cool. But, obviously, North Wilkesboro has been a big story for many years just because many fans wanted to bring back the facility and have some racing going on there. So how cool is it for you to be one of those groups of drivers and, and series that will be a part of the North Wilkesboro kind of resurrection? You know, I'm just beside myself, so excited to be able to be a part of bringing back something so special and then us sanctioning it. So, you know, like all of our competitors, our annual competitors, we're locked in. And just to like, even we made calls for the final entry list today. So everybody that's in knows now. And just hearing their excitement and they get to race with Dale Jr., that's so special, you know, to some of these guys. And, um, you know, getting to be on the safety director. Uh, at the races so I get to assist the race director and handle all the safety so even just being in the tower at Wilkesboro is going to be a dream come true for me well we're really looking forward to all the great events you have coming up in the car tour series if our listeners want more information schedule contact uh, social media stuff where they can kind of keep up and follow along what's going on in the car tour series uh, where can they go to keep up with all that information so our website is um, carsracingtour.com, and then we are very, very active with our social, especially on Twitter and Facebook. We're going to be releasing um, entries, probably about three of them a day, so that we can you know, surprise everybody with who we've chosen for Wilkesboro. And then to keep up with all of the other events, we're going to Wake County this weekend with the Prolate models. It's a little bull ring. Just check out any of our socials, and then uh, come out to the races. You won't regret it. All right, well, Keely Dubensky, the Director of Operations for the Car Tour Series. Uh, Keely, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this year, uh, this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you'll be can join us uh, throughout the season, keep us updated once we get closer to some of those great race dates that are on your schedule. So, uh, Keely, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, this is Ryan Truex, and you're listening to Southern Race Week Radio. Hello, and welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, but we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line, as he is a top-fueled racer in the NHRA. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Justin Ashley! Mr. Ashley, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I'm jazzed up after that introduction. I got to be honest. I've uh, I've gotten a lot of introductions. That's top notch. Definitely, at the very least, top three or four. Well, listen, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give them a big deal <laughs> introduction, sir. And you're definitely a big deal on the NHRA circuit right now. 
in the uh, top fuel division. You were a, a rookie of the year in uh, 2020. Now here in 2022, you've had a few races under your belt. You've got a couple of races still yet to go. Uh, at this point of the season, how would you grade your team so far? Yeah, I think that we've done a great job so far. Uh, you know, we have two wins early on in the season. Uh, we're only 10 races in, and, and we have four final rounds. And, you know, really our goal going into this offseason was to position ourselves to be in the hunt for a championship uh, in our Phillips Connect top field racer toward the end of the year. And I think that through the first 10 races, we've done a fantastic job of doing that. And we need to continue to progress, continue to get better as a team and as a unit because everyone is doing the exact same thing out there. But overall, so far throughout the season, uh, the cars performed really well. And, and from a driving perspective, obviously, it's given me a tremendous amount of confidence uh, moving forward, heading into the back half of the year. Now, I've been to a ton of NHRA races when, when you guys used to come to Atlanta. Unfortunately, Atlanta is no longer on the schedule for you guys. But it's quite amazing to see you guys do what you do week in and week out. I mean, it's a dangerous, dangerous sport that you are involved in. So tell me, how did you get into NHRA? Was this something that your family was into or, or, or are you coming from a previous generation? How did you get involved in this sport? Yeah, so it was something my family was into. Uh, my father raced Pearl Modified and Funny Car for many years. Uh, you know, the first time I was at a racetrack, I was probably five or six years old. So it was a sport that I grew up around. It was something that I fell in love with at a young age. And I knew it was something that if I had the opportunity to do, I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And, and the NHRA community is so strong and it's so special. And it's like no other form of motorsports that I knew the speed, the acceleration, the violence of the car uh, was just in my blood. Uh, it was something I always wanted to do. And, and I've been surrounded by a lot of really great people, a lot of great team members, a lot of great sponsors, a lot of really amazing family that have supported me, uh, you know, and helped us get to this point. And one of the great things about the NHRA is you guys are so accessible to the fans, your pit areas and your, your work right, pretty much right there in front of the fans. Like they come see, they check out when y'all doing between runs, you have an opportunity to, I'm sure, mingle and, and talk to the fans. I mean, that must be pretty cool for you guys to be able to be so involved with the fans because this is a very high driven fan sport and not a lot of sports, major league sports, you have that access to talk to drivers or interact with them. So for you guys in the NHRA, where you have so much accessibility, how's that like for you to kind of interact with the fans and hear what they have to say and maybe questions they might ask you? It's amazing. I mean, you have 25 to 50,000 fans per event over the course of two or three days, just walking through the pit area and you have direct access to be able to communicate with them. You know, you have situations where you'll see a little kid and, and you'll walk over to him and give him a rod or give him a piston or maybe even put him inside your car or just see the smile that you put on these kids' faces. And even the adults who are there, they enjoy spending time uh, around the race car drivers, uh, just being around these teams and understanding what it takes to be able to race at that level. So we have a unique ability to be able to interact with these fans because every ticket really is a pit pass. Uh, these fans are walking up and down the pit area, uh, engaging with the drivers, having a good time, having fun. And, and that accessibility is really what separates NHRA and the sport as a whole from other sports and other forms of motorsports. So it's exciting to go to these different venues and meet new fans every weekend, but then at the same time, go back to the venues years and years later and see those same fans, those same family, that same kid that was 12 when you put him in your race car, who's now 20 or 25 years old, all grown up uh, and back at the same event. So it really is a very special 
really privileged to be able to do that because the fans are a big part of what makes us, the teams, and the sport go. Speaking with top fuel driver in the NHRA, uh, Justin Ashley here on Southern Race Week Radio. And Justin, let me ask you, when you're getting prepared for an event, a race, a run, I mean, there's a lot that I'm sure you're preparing yourself for. What do you do to get yourself psyched up and ready when you get in the car for a run? Yeah, so that preparation starts weeks in advance. Uh, we have a lot of races that are consecutive and back to back to back. We have some races with a few weeks or a week or two in between. So it's just a matter of managing your time correctly because the amazing part about the sport, and I'm sure other forms of motorsports, is that about 5 to 10% of it is the driving. The other 90, 95% of it is the business side and actually the, the personnel side and the team preparing the race car to go out there and be successful. So there's a lot that goes into it. And, and in terms of actually preparing for the run, um, you know, physically, obviously, you know, prior to races, working out, making sure that you're in top physical condition, not only to withstand the, the six G's that you feel when you take off and the other six G's that you feel when you pull a parachute, but also the physical demand that's on your body from all the traveling, from the long days at the racetrack and all your other responsibilities. So I think that physical fitness has become an important part uh, my life over the years and throughout my early career racing. And then also the mental side, being able to sit down, spend time listening to music, getting in a zone, visualizing, being in that race car, winning races, winning events, and going through all my progressions. So by the time I get in the car, I feel like I've already been there and done that a bunch of times because I already went through those progressions in my head. So really it's just a matter of getting into a routine. Every driver has their own routine. Some guys stay pretty low. And some guys get really high and excited. But uh, for me, um, I like to stay relaxed and reserved and just focus on the task at hand. And you said you keep your, yourself very physically fit as this is a very demanding sport. As you say, the G's that are going on your body. What is your workout routine? What do you usually do to try to keep yourself in physical shape for what you do week in and week out? Yeah, so it's changed over the years, actually, as I've tried to listen to my body and figure out and see what works best to me to kind of develop that routine. And for me personally, um, there's not as many weights involved uh, as there used to be. Uh, it's a lot of athletic movements, a lot of cardio. Believe it or not, I play racquetball three times a week because that helps work on the athleticism, quick thinking, uh, where to place the ball and make sure that you have quick reaction times when the ball's coming and where you're going to hit it and place it. Um, you know, I also do a lot of long runs in the heat. So my body's prepared to put on a 20 pounds of, of equipment and a fire suit and a helmet and gloves. Um, and all sorts of protection. So a lot of cardio, a lot of athletic movements to feel good, to feel right and tight and loose in that race car and ready to go. Well, Justin, if our listeners want to keep up with your season and your progression and anything that's going on with you, where can they go to keep up with the latest news and what's going on with you and your team and your and everything going on with you this, this season? Yeah, they can go to justinashley.com. They can also follow me at the Justin Ashley. Um, on Instagram, I have a Facebook page, and of course on Twitter. So you can follow me at the Justin Ashley on social media, justinashley.com. And uh, if you want to learn more about Phillips Connect and our marketing partnership, you can definitely go to phillips-connect.com as well. Well, Mr. Ashley, we really appreciate your time joining us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you and the rest of your NHRA season. Of course, you can catch up with all the accident on television. Fox has all the television coverage as well. Uh, thank you, sir, for joining us. Good luck for you the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll catch back up with you down the road, my friend. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a nice rest of the day. Hey, everybody. This is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Along these far, 
Sunday Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Sunday Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program via the Food Depot Zoom line. She's coming to us from Denver as she is testing yeah. right now for the upcoming Curry event that will be there in just a matter of weeks. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, third-generation driver, a drag racer. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Camry Caruso. Hi, how are you? So, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. As we're talking to you right now, you are in your car. Uh, we went on the air here that you're testing right now in Denver. So, what is that process like for you when you're testing? and uh, getting ready for an event that'll be here for you in just a couple of weeks. We're just testing in Denver because it's a little different than anywhere we've raced this year so far. So we're just here getting ready and making sure we're ready for the national within a few weeks. Yeah, one of the things about Denver, obviously, is the altitude, mm -hmm. uh, the mile-high cities, they like to call it. So I know it's a bit of an adjustment for you to, to get comfortable with the weather, kind of the, the way the, the pressure works up there. So, so far, have you been up there? What is the, the atmosphere like for you? Have you been able to kind of a, adjust to being in the Denver area as far as all the changes, as far as the pressure and all that? Yeah, it hasn't been too terrible. I mean, it's different, but you adapt and you move on. So this is the conditions we have to work with. So we're making the best of it. So, Camry, as I said in the opening, you're a third-generation drag racer for your family. Normally, when we have a guest who comes on for the first time, I like to kind of find out where the bug kind of bit you. I guess from pretty much an early age, you've been kind of surrounded by this world of NHRA. So, is that kind of how it is for you? Yeah, basically, um, as soon as I could hop in a junior dragster, I did. And from eight years old, I've been in a car since. So, it's kind of always been the plan and the goal. Now, obviously, you third generation, there's a lot of pressure there to compete and, and perform. But for you growing up, was it, did you feel the pressure of going into NHRA? And when you decided to do this, what, what were your parents' reaction to you deciding to want to pursue this career? I mean, there's not really any pressure. If I don't want to race, I don't have to race. I'm really the one who pushes it the most. Um, my parents, well, my dad obviously, and grandpa want me to race, obviously, but they would never pressure me to do it. This is completely my decision. So tell me what it was like as a young girl at the track, going to these events. Uh, tell me what it was like kind of growing up in this environment. As you said, your, you, your grandfather raced, your father raced. How was that like for you growing up to be around all this excitement, all this noise, and, and just the, and around the fans and the sport itself? It's been awesome. I've loved it all the time. And as a, as a female, that's definitely a cool thing for you. To, as I'm reading here in your bio, you're only the, the second female to compete uh, in, the, in this uh, division. And I know there's a lot more women that are competing in, in not only in NHRA, but in NASCAR, um, other short racing events. So for you to be a female and when other little girls come up to you and, and maybe want to talk to you, maybe want to ask advice about how they can get into the sport, as a female representing other females, how's that like for you to have that kind of maybe group of women or girls who come up to you and want to know about what you do and how, the, how they can maybe get involved in what you do? It's awesome, honestly. I always think that it's super cool for, I love watching the girls and the juniors and everything. So I always try to make a point to talk to them and see them when they're at the racetrack. So it's really cool. Speaking with Camry Caruso here, she's an NHRA Pro Stock racer here on a Southern Race Radio, competing in the NHRA Camping World Drags Racing uh, Series. 
Now, um, you, you guys have had a few races so far under your belt as you're in the kind of the middle of your season. Uh, at this point of the season, what would you how, – how do you feel your season's been going so far? And what kind of improvements or things do you think you need to work on to hopefully win yourself a championship either this season or, or eventually down the road? Honestly, I think it's gone really well. I have a good team. And I um, couldn't be more thankful for them. So I'm excited for with 12 more races, I think. Maybe 11. And I think that it's definitely a realistic goal for us to win the championship this year. So I'm excited and I can't wait. Now, the NHRA schedule is very different than maybe like NASCAR where they race every week. You guys will have like maybe five or six weeks in a row of your race. And then you have a, a couple of weeks off and then you get back to racing. How do you feel like that? Are you kind of one of those people who want to race every week, especially if you're on a roll? Or do you mind having just a couple of weeks off to kind of maybe re-energize your batteries a little bit and kind of get away a little bit? It really doesn't make a difference, to be honest. Like, even if we have two weeks off, we're still working nonstop to get the car ready again. So it really doesn't make a difference to me. If we, I like to race all the time. I'd race every day if I could. But the three – days we have off in between some races they're spent working and getting everything ready so so you're very so you're very involved in the process it's not like you're just a driver who just shows up and drive you're you're kind of involved in the everyday process of how the cars are put together and talking to your crew chiefs and all that so you're very hands-on not only with the driving aspect of it but the behind the scenes aspect of it yes absolutely so it's the guy if I want my team to work hard then I have to as well Let's uh, let's let our listeners out there know if they want to follow you on social media, keep up with your progress, your season, and everything that's going on. Maybe merchandise as well. Uh, where can they go to follow your progress, follow your career, and keep up with what's going on with you on the track? So we have Facebook, which is Caruso Family Racing. Instagram is Caruso Family Racing, and then my personal racing one is Camry Caruso Motorsports. And the website's CameronCaruso.com. I upload the merchandise as it comes in. I don't really like to have anything that's not in on there. So it'll be on there. There'll be more stuff coming through in the coming weeks. Well, Miss Caruso, we really appreciate taking the time to notice this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck to you in the rest of your season. And hopefully we'll catch back up with you down the road and continue with your progress. And hopefully one day you'll be hoisting that championship at the end of the season. And we're looking forward to seeing that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. This is Leah Pruitt, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie. Wrapping up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set to enjoy a great weekend of racing here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. If you're listening to the radio version of the show along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network, well, you know that we're here at Atlanta Motor Speedway getting set for a great, exciting race weekend, which hopefully you'll be watching on the, on the USA Network or listening via radio on the Performance Racing Network app or at goprn.com. Uh, and you enjoy yourself. And if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, well, you know how everything went because it's already happened. So, uh, yes, if you want to hear this show again, uh, we'll have it up as a podcast on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. So you can go to any of those radio destinations and uh, check out the podcast while you're there. Search it out and subscribe to it as well. And I'd like to thank our great guests for uh, joining us this week here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. I'd like to really thank the uh, Cars Tour Director of uh, Operations, Keely Dubensky, uh, for being on the program this week. And also two very, very successful NHRA drivers here in 2022, 
uh, Justin Ashley and Camry Caruso. We appreciate them joining us as well uh, for this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And uh, don't forget about our uh, social media platforms as well. Head on over to our Facebook page and like us at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow our uh, fearless leader at WB Radio Network and yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. And also don't forget about the email address. You can email us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, srwradio at yahoo.com. So enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. <laughs>